Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone's having an absolutely fantastic day today, and lots of stuff going on down here in Florida continually, and a lot of stuff going on at Health Masters, as always, and we again thank you for your support. Thank you for continuing to Get the truth out there and forward the show and forward articles and supporting Health Masters as well, even if it's just something as simple as buying your toothpaste from us as we continue to work our best to get the truth out there. And, you know, I've been watching numerous videos I've been sent now over and over and over and over again of areas like Seattle and L.A., primarily those two cities for some odd reason. They've just gone completely and totally sideways. And it's been frustrating to me over the last, you know, year to see constant surveillance videos, constant videos of people recording other people where complete and total lunatics accost, beat, throw, hit, maim, kill, injure other individuals and nobody's blatantly getting involved in it. People just ignore it. And somebody sent me a video yesterday and it was quite frustrating. It was over in Seattle, Washington and a female Kim Hayes, 62 years old, bless her heart, she's a nurse, was headed to work at the hospital and was coming out of the subway. And she's going up, you know, three flights of stairs in unison. So you got a flight, then you have a platform, then a flight, then a platform, so forth. And she's walking up by herself, nobody around her. And on the escalators beside it, there's this lunatic, Alexander J., who's a career criminal has been arrested 16 times, excuse me, convicted 22 times, <laughs> wrong on that, all the way from Washington State to California, including burglary, theft, stolen, selling, uh, selling stolen property, drug possession, grand theft auto, home invasion, domestic violence, you get the drift. This guy's a career criminal, complete and total lunatic that doesn't belong in society. But for some odd reason, he just keeps getting releasing on bond. Meanwhile, he had been issued 15 bench warrants since 2016, but apparently they found that, you know, the state of Washington didn't feel like he was too much of a problem, so they let him go. And there's a video of this Kim Hayes walking up the stairs by herself, trying to travel freely unmolested on her way to head to work, and she gets up to the very top third flight of stairs. And this guy runs up the escalator out of nowhere, runs up the escalator, catches her at the top of the stairs, grabs her by the shirt, and throws her down the first flight of stairs. Now, when you see the video, it's very disturbing, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is horrible. Well, that's not enough. He runs down to the secondary platform, grabs her, throws her down the second flight of stairs. Well, that wasn't enough either. Runs down, grabs her, throws her down the third flight of stairs, gets to the bottom, turns around, walks off. Goes back up the stairs and disappears out of the camera. Now, it was horrific, and I was so saddened for her because, I mean, you know, a 62-year-old nurse who's basically trying to head to work and all of a sudden we gets blindsided by a 40-year-old felon, that's pretty difficult, especially when you're dealing with stairs, even if she was armed. I'm not going to lie. That had been a difficult situation to try to draw a firearm or even mace or taser anything when it happened so fast. And the part that was so disturbing wasn't just the fact that this sick, complete and total lunatic did this to her, which, by the way, she ended up with like five broken ribs, broken collarbone, broken clavicle. I mean, completely and totally. I mean, she'll probably never be right again at that age, breaking those kind of bones. And two guys were going up the escalators watching this clown throw her down the stairs and quickly hurried up out of the scene when they got to the top to make sure they didn't get in a conflict. 
Now, I don't know what pathetic structures they've raised out in Washington State. I can tell you right now, that doesn't happen around these areas. This is something that has gotten so casually watched, it's become insane. The fact that people are literally watching other people sometimes get beat, knife thrown, and they simply would either rather turn on their phones or run away like little little whimpering cowards because they don't they don't want to get in a conflict with this guy. This is what happens when you train a society that they're not allowed to defend themselves, when they don't have a right to defend themselves with deadly force, when they don't have a right to stand up and say no. This is what they've done now with movies. This is what they've done now with media. This is what they've done now with the social media and the mainstream media continuing to teach people through their propaganda that simply you don't have a right to defend yourself or other people or your property. That's why rules and laws like stand your ground and castle doctrine are so incredibly important in states like Florida and Texas and many other ones. Last night, Lana and I went to the movies over in Lakeland to go see the new Batman film. I've always enjoyed Batman. It was the absolute worst Batman film I've ever seen in my life. I almost walked out of it if they wouldn't have kept trying to draw me in. And the amount of propaganda and the amount of woke garbage was so absolutely nauseating in this film. It was horrible. And I was hoping it, it, would, it would tick up and it would get really good for a little bit and it would go back to its crap. And I'm like, oh gosh, all right, I'm about done. And all of a sudden it Wait back up again. I'm like, okay, all right, we're going, and then right back down again. This is what they do, and the problem with it is a lot of people don't see it. They blindly watch movies, and the propaganda just enters their brain, and they don't even know what's going in. They don't continue to see and hear the propaganda, the anti-gun propaganda, and the anti-American and anti-freedom and anti-white propaganda all the time and simply go, okay, that's fine. We'll We'll just deal with it. It's fine. But it's not fine. It's not okay. Seeing a 62-year-old lady being thrown down the stairs three times is absolutely horrific. And I, I hope, I hope those guys in the video get called out in their area because they're basically sh- they're shown in the uh, video with security footage. But I want to bring that up today and encourage people. It's your duty if you're an able-bodied person, especially a strong able-bodied male or female that basically knows how to defend yourself, to stand up for truth and stand up for freedom and stand up for people that may not be able to defend themselves. That is crucial, guys, because this is something that's starting to disappear very much in society. And it was never like this when I was growing up. You know, I mean, we used to get in fights all the time. Not trying to say that as a good thing, but what I'm saying is nobody was scared to get in a fight. And nowadays it's like everybody's so terrified to offend somebody or terrified to use the wrong pronoun, they don't even have a conversation anymore with anyone, much less stand up and defend anybody. That's not America. That's not freedom. That's not patriotism. That's that's cowardness. That's not anything this country is built on. So I want to bring that up starting off. Also, to another news, this is interesting. The House now just passed the Russian sanction bill, which is very, very disturbing to the State Department. And, you know, I was reading part of it, and it's this Russian sanction bill that essentially allows the president to sanction any foreign person acting on behalf or allegedly acting on behalf of Russia or any other foreign person who has materially assisted those acting on behalf of Russia. Now, this is a very bizarre bill in the fact that it pretty much is completely and totally open-ended towards anybody. Nobody's really discussed this, but it's almost like the Patriot Act for asset forfeiture 2.0 
on steroids, it's grossly disturbing. And I was reading a lot of it. I'll let you guys read through part of it. And what it pretty much does is it pretty much gives the Department of Justice to seize anybody's everything, anything, your vehicles, your house, your property, your assets, your finances, your accounts, everything, if they think that you may have possibly assisted Russia in some way. And now I've been hearing more and more reports that now the U.S. Treasury has come out and said they are announcing yesterday a rewards program for people who provide information that leads to seizure, restraint, or forfeiture of assets linked to the government of the Russian Federation. The announcement of the rewards program part of the introduction of the Russia Elite Proxy and Oligarchy Task Force, which comes part of the sanction levied against Russian businesses and individuals. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and Attorney General Merrick Garland met virtually Wednesday with representatives of other nations as part of the task force. Any property of Russian businesses or oligarchs can be seized across the globe as countries have announced sanctions meant to impact the Russian economy. They said our sanctions, trade restrictions, and other measures have already imposed significant costs to Russia and its leadership and have enabled Putin's unprovoked invasion into Ukraine. The multilateral task force will raise those costs even more by galvanizing coordinated efforts to freeze and seize any and all assets of any individuals and jurisdictions around the world that have basically assisted Russia. They're talking now that they've already seized boats, houses, property, condos, acreage, assets, accounts of all these people. This is no doubt about it a complete and total asset grab from the global bankers on a level we've never seen. And what irritates me, and this is something that's kind of disturbing, this all kind of opened up and started this idea of seizing stuff very blatantly. This has been going on for decades, so don't get me wrong. This is not something that's a new concept as far as taking other people's stuff. But it became almost mainstream and accepted with the trucker convoy in Canada. If you guys remember... When Trudeau came out and said, basically, we're going to seize all accounts of anybody that is involved in the trucker rally or anybody that's donated the trucker rally. Now, what's crazy about this, I haven't been able to get any more information about that. It's gone completely black. If anybody noticed, it was very oddly timed how the trucker convoy got hit with pretty much the biggest asset forfeiture we've ever seen of a legal protest. And then all of a sudden it was like, whoop. Silence. Nobody discussed it anymore. What about all the people that basically are being investigated? What about the single mom that did the interview that basically had her entire account frozen because she donated $50 to the trucker convoy on uh, basically GoFundMe? What, what, what about her? Oh, that's right. We need to get $14 billion to Ukraine because, you know, well, they need it. No, the United States needs to talk about our economy and our freedom and our resistance and our ability to stand up and not comply with the tyranny and dictates of a lunatic. This is something that I, I – when I was more I was reading about this Russian sanction nonsense, I was like, this clear, clear as day, you can see it right in the writing. It's going to be done to basically drop any resistance in any type of people that essentially go against the mainstream norm. That's where this is headed. If they can do it against Russians because, well, Russia's bad, and if you're Russian, you're bad now. If you, nobody's picked up on that narrative, it doesn't even matter. The level of Russian hatred that is now 
perpetrated all across the media and all across the world is disgusting to me. It's funny how people talk about, well, you know, we need to have, be inclusive and we don't need to be, you know, racist or we don't need to be basically singling people out. Yet we've singled out 145 million people in a country, the majority of which had nothing to do with this entire situation in Ukraine. And we basically called them racist Russians now. For this now. Because, well, their country's government. Do you not understand the level of basically insanity of what would have happened? If when we invaded Iraq without any legal justification and started shelling and bombing that country because of allegedly weapons of mass destruction, which we all knew was a lie, and all of a sudden Russia and multiple other countries said, by the way, um, this is a legal invasion. You're not allowed to invade Iraq because we told you you're not allowed to invade Iraq, even though we're not involved in Iraq. We're telling you you can't go to Iraq. Oh, and by the way, we're going to sanction the United States and cut you off from everything. And by the way, every single country now that's with Russia, we're going to now start seizing all United States citizens' assets that are outside the United States. Doesn't matter what it is. Your house in Italy, your boat that's in Spain, anything you have, we're seizing all of it now. We're taking it because, well, we don't like what you're doing in Iraq. Could you imagine the upheaval that would have happened if something like that occurred? Well, but remember, when you pretty much own the global media because they're bought and paid for, you pretty much control whatever you want. And that's exactly what we're seeing here now. So I wanted to bring this up because I didn't even know anything about this House bill till yesterday, this Russian sanction bill that essentially is allowing a blank check now to the administration to pretty much seize anybody's stuff and it's interesting because I remember talking about it, and I had multiple people tell me this. They were very involved in a lot of stuff up there with Canada. And I remember Ian Fitness from the Atlas Gym up in New Jersey. I follow him online. So he's running basically for Senate up there now. And he made a comment. He made a big post one day, and he goes, if you think it's going to stop with Canada – and because Canada started seizing assets of people that are peacefully protesting, he said, wait till you see what the United States does when they decide they want to start seizing assets of people they disagree with. He literally posted that like probably three, four weeks ago, about four, five, four or five weeks ago. And I remember I read it and I kind of was like, oh, that's a dark thought. Yeah. Wait till you see what happens when people start realizing they can just start taking other people's stuff with no ramifications whatsoever. Well, welcome to the Russian sanction bill just rolled out. Now we get to see how this is going to go and how much people are actually going to stand up and resist to this or if they're just going to blindly comply because, you know, Ukraine needs support. So we need to support everything the media says. Unbelievable. Dad, what do you think? Wow. Did you open up a can of worms on this opening monologue? I, I gosh, Austin, you know, this is exactly what they did to the southern states. You know, they started putting more and more and more draconian tariffs on them yep. for more and more cotton tariffs, et cetera, et cetera, and their export tariffs, and just and just absolutely were crippling the southern states as far as profit. And the southern states finally said, you know what? We're done with this communist rhetoric. We're done with it. We've had enough. Because remember, this is the same time that Karl Marx and Abraham Lincoln were exchanging letters, and they were best buddies. And, you know, we've got to realize, I mean, now they're coming in and they're changing military bases that are named after southern generals and southern patriots and, and putting different people in. But they've failed to basically include, you know, General Smedley Butler, who wrote the book War is a Racket, in which he talked about how war is being controlled by the international banking community and how it's all basically set up to make money for these big firms and corporations. He has two congressional medals of honor, the most widely decorated soldier in World War One. 
but they're not going to include him. I looked, I looked at the list of what they're going to do as far as renaming the Confederate sites. I mean, this is all about erasing the history. It's what George Orwell said they were going to do. And see, this is the problem when you give a draconian government power and you allow it to do whatever it wants to do, whatever it wants to do, however it wants to do it, and you don't have a say-so. This is what happened to us in 1913 when the Federal Reserve Bank took control of the Treasury and then took control of the Treasury even further with the New York Fed in 1933, 1934 with the Exchange Stability Fund and then started running black operations and basically laundering money. And they started massively, massively controlling Congress and the Senate through J. Edgar Hoover and the FBI through blackmail. I mean, this has been going on now since for almost, you know, 80, 90, 100 years. I mean, over 100 years of the Federal Reserve. And now we find ourselves completely in control of these, of these, of these Kabbalist Luciferian bankers. And the irony of all of this stuff is, you know, on Wednesday's show, I told you who did it, who was running the Ukraine, the Israeli, basically, Kabbalist banker that's running Zelenko, Zelensky. I, I talked about all that in, in length on Wednesday in depth. Very, very intense show. You need to listen to it again. But then finally, Putin now is calling this thing out and saying basically the same thing that I said. Putin, according to this article out of Zero Head, says Putin is blaming the Western ruling elite for the global economic problems. And this is uh, this is an author by Paul Joseph Watson. I'm going to read you part of this. and I'm going to read you some other stuff, too. This is really an important topic we really haven't breached. Vladimir Putin gave a speech in which he blamed the Western ruling elite for creating the economic hardships impacting the people in Europe and the United States. During a speech that was broadcast live on Russian television, the Kremlin frontman also slammed the Jewish-Russian oligarchs who were fleeing to Israel as a fifth column of national traders who they see themselves as a superior race, cannot do without their oysters and gender freedom, as they call it. He's slamming the Jewish-Russian oligarchs. This is exactly what I did on Wednesday's show. I mean, this is unbelievable that this is happening. Now, again, here's why they're Jewish-Russian oligarchs. I'm going to say this in a way that I can try to do it without being offensive. We're not talking about all Jews here again. We're not doing that. 99% of the Jews aren't involved in any of this. Uh, there are about 200,000 or so of these Kabbalist, Luciferian, Shabab members who work with the central banks in basically fomenting wars and creating wars and creating conflict and seizing Russian assets and controlling the populations of all these different countries in which they have a central bank. They work with the Rothschild banking cartel. I'm not going to get redundant and do what I did on Wednesday. Listen to the show from two days ago. But what we have to understand is that this group of synagogue of Satan people are not true Jews. They are of the synagogue of Satan, which is what the book of Revelation calls out. It is so clear what it says with this. They claim to be Jews, but they are not. It says this twice in the book of Revelation. They are of the synagogue of Satan. They are Luciferian. They are Kabbalists. They basically practice the dark arts. They drink blood. They do all the other weird stuff that nobody wants to talk about. And they've brought a bunch of other people into this weird world of their lives. Like Netflix now is being slammed with more witchcraft, more sick stuff, more weirdo sex, weirdo perverted stuff. I mean, it never ends. You know, Netflix is one satanic group of people, guys, who run that thing. That is sick stuff. Some of the programs that they produce are so perverted and so twisted, like that cuties thing that they're still being sued for out of Texas is just basically, you know, child pornography. You know, here's the problem that we have with this group of synagogue of Satan oligarchs and bankers run the planet 
And it's all about their father, Lucifer, and bringing honor to him and their sick, perverted ways by inverting the planet, make it as evil as they possibly can to resurrect the serpent god from the third temple. What do you guys think was going to happen? <laughs> I can't even what, – what did you think was going to happen? As it was in the days of Noah, when every thought of every person was evil all of the time. That's, this is where it's going again, guys. And, and the problem is, is that it's like Austin said with this lady in Seattle being thrown down three flights of stairs and people running away. Nobody wants to get involved in it. You know, I, I've, 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 I've intervened so many times in my life when I've seen people getting picked on. I'm not even going to talk about me. But I remember a few years ago, I remember Austin and I were leaving the office and we went by a bus stop in Auburndale. And some, there were two ladies at the bus stop and some guy just absolutely screaming at these two women, acting like he was, he was going to hit them. And the, and the lady looked at me and mouthed, please help. And I looked at Austin and I said, this lady's asking us to help. And instantaneously, Austin jumps out of the vehicle, walks over to the guy, starts walking towards us. Dude, what is your problem? Leave these women alone. It was, it was, it was not like it was any hesitation on his part. I've seen him do this multiple times, multiple times. And so when he says that, he's not trying to like, you know, brag about himself because he doesn't do that. But he's letting you know that he does do that and I do that. And, and have I got, have I got myself into some, bad situations before doing that uh yeah but the, but the reality is is that that's what alpha males do we protect the innocent we protect the women we protect the children it's what we are bred to do it's what we are trained to do by proper child rearing techniques and by the word of god the problem we have is when we're dumbed down with soy and tricyclic antidepressants and prozac or we're hooked on opiates and all the other things that they've done to the population they feed us full of fluoride and make us servile and infertile we don't do that anymore. You know, all the alpha males are gone. You know, Russia's got a lot of alpha males. They don't use fluoride on their water. Most of Europe doesn't. And they've got a lot of alpha males over there. And Putin's standing up against this international banking cartel. Now, Paul Craig Roberts wrote a really interesting article that I'm going to refer to in just a second. And, and basically, he's talking about what's happening in Russia and why they're making these stupid mistakes. And it's a really good article by Paul Craig Roberts. I posted it online. But I'm going to say this about Paul Craig Roberts at this point. Now, he's going to change this, I guarantee you. He fails to realize or doesn't vocalize that the Kabbalist Luciferian control over Russia via its central bank is absolute. To me, this war we're having with Russia and the Ukraine, we're being involved with it, is looking more like an orchestrated event as part of the World Economic Forum and bringing down and bringing in, bringing down the governments of the world and bringing in a world government via the collapse of nation states. You know, and that's what I see happening. And, and, you know, is Putin involved with the World Economic Forum? Yes. Was he good buddies with Klaus Schwab? Yes. Is the guy from his central bank one of the top Rothschild handlers? Yes. All of this stuff's going on in Putin. Does Putin not know what to do? Because, you know, Putin's worth, they say, $200 billion, whether that's true or not. I have no idea. But, you know, now they're seizing assets all over the world of these Russians or anybody supporting Russia. It doesn't make any sense with any of this stuff. So what we have to do is kind of take a look back. And let's go back to something. And, and this, this article simplifies this, and it doesn't go into detail as far as the central banks, et cetera, et cetera. But it's talking about how the media covered up the Hunter Biden laptop saying it was part of the Russian conspiracy. But now the New York Times and other media outlets have come out and said that this laptop thing is true. And so, you know, yesterday afternoon, President Biden rambled in his way he only can as far as his senile dementia, how everybody knows someone who's been saying and been talking about involved in sexual exploitation online. And, and this, this is his quote. 
I bet everybody knows somebody somewhere along the line that has an intimate relationship that happened when this guy takes a revealing picture of his naked friend or whatever in a compromising position and then literally, in a sense, mortifies that person by sending it out and putting it online. Well, Mr. Senile President, I don't know anybody who posts pictures of their girlfriends basically naked or boyfriends naked online. I know, if I did know somebody like that, I simply wouldn't, wouldn't associate with them, <laughs> quite frankly. It would be our values would be diametrically opposed. But, you know, the New York Times published a comprehensive report about the ongoing federal probe of the Hunter Biden's tax filings, in which they inadvertently confirmed in the middle of a paragraph to the existence of the first son's laptop after having called it a Russian disinformation for the past 17 months. This laptop from hell story was centered on all mainstream media and social media just prior to the 2020 election. What amounts to a coordinated election manipulation and fraud. People were deplatformed from social media for posting about it, including America's oldest newspaper, the New York Post, during the final two weeks before the 2020 election. And what Glenn Greenwald calls one of the worst cases of disinformation and censorship in modern U.S. political history. Media and big tech were so desperate to defeat Trump, so they lied. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey blithely admitted after the election that locking the New York Post account during the two weeks prior to the election was a mistake. Meanwhile, virtually all and every media outlet, CNN, CNN, et cetera, et cetera, The Intercept, many often others spread the CIA lie over and over that there's documents that are byproduct of Russian disinformation. They printed lies to manipulate the election. Now, why did they do that? Because the people that control these organizations are the same people who control the international money changers, the international banks, the international reserve banks of all these countries. They own the media. So they just... Remember, the whole thing would drudge all of these people. They put out constant propaganda because they are owned by the same group of media conglomerates. You know, you've got the, you know, the wire reports, the AP wire and all these different things. They're all owned by the Rothschild banking cartel guys, all of them. And so what happens? They send out a feed to all of their news outlets via those wires. Reuters, same thing. And all of a sudden they're told this is what you report on. This is the script that you use. And so you watch these news stories, and you guys have all seen this, in which the exact same paragraphs are being read on dozens of different news broadcasts because they're being told what to say. You know, we got to realize there were hundreds of pornographic videos that Hunter Biden obsessively made of himself with whores and even himself having sex with a 13-year-old niece – but the hard drive he left behind at a computer repair shop in Delaware contained a drove of emails, text messages, photos, and financial documents between himself and his family. And basically, this is the Biden crime, Kabbalist, Luciferian, low-life weirdo dynasty. Three hard drives full of Hunter Biden's depraved videos and his incriminating business contracts with high-level criminals in communist China, Central Asia, and in Ukraine – Elsewhere have all been in the possession of all the major news outlets to say nothing of the federal law enforcement agencies, and they managed to keep a lid on all of it and put out fake news instead. In one video published by Daily Mail last August, Hunter filmed himself having sex with a call girl. The camera kept rolling afterwards as Hunter confided to her that the Russian drug dealers had stolen another one of his laptops for blackmail purposes. I'm going to repeat this. Hunter confided to her that the Russian drug dealers had stolen another one of his laptops for blackmail purposes while he was overdosing face down in his private pool of the legendary penthouse suite at the Palms Casino Resort in Las Vegas. You know, this wretched monstrosity, this complete and total weirdo pervert, he's completely bereft of love. He sought to gain sympathy from a sex worker bragging to her about how he blew hundreds of thousands of dollars during a three-week 
you know, drunk, you know, absolutely drugged out of his mind in every penthouse suite in Vegas with drug with Russian drug dealers. The video left many people asking if President Biden's approval of the North the, the Russia's Nord Stream 2 pipeline after having shut down U.S. energy independence by terminating the Keystone Pipeline as his first active office was due to Russian blackmail arising out of Hunter's laptop. In, in late August, the Daily Mail reported that the alleged incident suggested Hunter had lost a total of three computers, each likely to hold sensitive information on President Joe Biden. I, I, I can't even – mention to you guys or talk to you guys about the perversion of these laptops i'm going to post this entire article but guys here's the thing we've got to take a look at who these people are in the white house right now and then we have to understand that it's not the white house that's running the show here it's the international Kabbalist luciferian banker cartels that are telling everybody what to do i mean putin just called them out these jewish russian oligarchs fling back to israel as a fifth column i don't even know what to say about all this besides the fact that it's so perverted it's so sick that nobody wants to talk about it and i've intentionally not talked very much about the hiding hunter biden laptop and i'm not going to go into detail about the torture and all the other stuff that was involved in all that what he did to these poor girls but guys he's not in jail that means the judiciary and the justice department and the senate and the congress Somebody's making phone calls to somebody telling somebody not to prosecute. Just let you know that. And in fact, they didn't even want to talk about any of this stuff until these, until the, the shop owner, owner set a copy of these hard drives to Rudy Giuliani, who went public with them before the election. And all of a sudden, oh my gosh, all hell broke loose for that shop owner. He's out of business now. And, and you know, here's the thing. If you've got somebody that's giving you stuff that shows all of this criminal activity and this perversion, and this guy never picks the doggone thing back up, what are you supposed to do with all that evidence? And the guy was right. He sent it basically to the media, but it didn't help. And he sent it to the FBI, and it didn't help. Nobody prosecuted Hunter Biden. So are they going to prosecute him? It's kind of like just Lane Maxwell, isn't it? You know, she may be in jail right now, but they're trying to get her a new trial because one of the jurors was tainted. You know, Jeffrey Epstein, I don't believe for a second he was killed. I believe for every – I believe completely they used a body double. They took him out and put him into a non-extradition country. That's what I believe. I mean, if you look at the profile of the nose with this person they drove, they, they took out on the gurney that was taken basically a photograph of Jeffrey Epstein supposedly dead. And Jeffrey Epstein in real life, the noses aren't the same. The earlobes aren't the same. I mean, what the heck? You, you, that's just, you know, that's not, they can't happen. Those are cartilage. It's not going to change. And so here's the thing. You know, we've got to look at who these clowns are. Now, Paul Craig Roberts goes into another pretty good oratory. He really does as far as Russia being unbelievably stupid and allowing this to happen. And, you know, and that's what I, I was talking to you about, how he didn't see the bank. And, and he said basically, he said he blows my mind. This is Paul Craig Roberts, brilliant man, that more than one third of the U.S. population is willing to endure nuclear Armageddon for the utterly corrupt Nazi dominated Washington puppet state of Ukraine. Americans have no interest whatsoever in Ukraine, and Ukrainians are an insignificant percentage of the U.S. population. Americans are willing to go to nuclear war for, for Ukraine are unbelievably stupid. I'm, I'm editing this. Who sit in front of CNN and, MBNC, and, and MSNBC, Fox News, and listen to NPR. Read the New York Times and Washington Post. These are people who are brainwashed and live in a false reality created for them by official narratives that serve only the narrow interests of the ruling elite. Most of these stupid Americans wouldn't die for their spouse, their parents, or their children, but they are so programmed by the whore media that they are willing to die so Ukraine can shell Donbass Russians in their villages and cities, and they've already killed 40,000, 50,000 of them. Really, this is stupidity beyond imagination. 
I have always thought that Putin and the governing class in Russia were more intelligent, but now I'm beginning to wonder. Now, here's where he gets twisted a little bit. He doesn't understand that the Russian central bank is controlling Putin and controlling Russia by controlling the currency supply. Certainly, Putin called Washington out on the 2007 Munich Security Conference when he said that up Washington's unipolar world was over. and There were now on the scene other powers with independent interests. However, that was 15 years ago. Since that time, other than the repel of the U.S.-orchestrated Georgian attack in South Crescidia and the recent attempt at the color revolution in Kakistan, Russia has done nothing to protect her vital interests. To the contrary, here it goes. He gets this right now. The Russian Central Bank, here we go, that's who runs it, places foreign exchange reserves abroad where they have been confiscated, including gold, almost half the gold of the entire Russian country. The Kremlin has encouraged the West option and opinion of West opinion of Russia basically by permitting eight years of the shelling of the Donbass republics by Ukrainian neo-Nazi using weapons provided by Washington and NATO. And now the Kremlin has permitted all sanctioned outrages against Russia without applying devastating counteractions sanctions. Putin has adopted the role of the government leader who obeys international law alone in the world. Amazing Putin thinks the show of righteousness will have an impact on on Satan. You know, in a world of gangsters, what good does it do for Putin to respect the contracts and private ownership? You know, Winston Churchill, who I don't really like, actually, quite frankly, I'm, the man nauseates me. He's a druid, but he had a quote. He says, you can't negotiate with a lion when you have its, your head in its mouth. I'm going to repeat that. You can't negotiate with a lion when it has your head in its mouth. It's pretty much going to do whatever it wants to do. So here's the problem that we have. And I've said this so many time, times, if we do not extricate ourselves from the grip of the international Kabbalist Luciferian central bankers who run the planet via fiat currency and through the principles of the Luciferian doctrine given to them by <laughs> Jacob Frank you know, in the 1700s, we're not going to fix this mess. All we're going to do is see us slide further and further into this pit of just absolute degeneracy. I mean, that's what's going to happen. That's why I keep saying over and over again, and I think we're the only show that does this, that if it's not for Jesus Christ coming here 2,000 years ago, the world as we know it today would never have existed. And Jesus Christ reset the fractal timeline by his death, burial, resurrection. He, he did all of that for us to bring us back to God through a blood covenant with him through the Most High who created the planet. Lucifer and God have been a war for millennial. And this whole war is not going to end because we, we want it to. This is something that's going on as an interdimensional war, as a space war, whatever you want to call it. And we have to keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus because our time on this planet is minuscule compared to this war that's been happening for millennial. And maybe that's why these people who basically give over to the dark side, you know, like Madonna and Katy Perry and, you know, and, and all these other singers and actresses and people in Hollywood who go to these weird, weird things like, like Mancat was talking about that one time, these giant sex orgies. Maybe that's why they've given over to the dark side because they want to get as much as they can while they're here to basically feed their fleshly desires. And they don't even think about the fact of what happens when they die. This is some serious stuff we're talking about today, guys, and we've been talking about this all week, this kind of stuff. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Now, this today, too, we're going into detail and stuff that other people simply don't want to talk about. But we've got to understand that if we do the, if we do what's best in God's eyes and we try to bring honor and glory to him and we segment ourselves, this is what the first century Christians did. 
And man, they got it. They got eviscerated for it. They were crucified for it. They were they were fed the lions and tortured for it. You can you can read the New Testament. But eventually, the entire Roman Empire came and succumbed to Christianity with Constantine in the 300s. And we can do all of this again and bring Christianity back to where it needs to be. But guys, we got to call these guys out. We've got to stop being wussies, you know, to use a term. We, we, we've got to start saying stuff about who these people are and realize this is the synagogue of Satan doing that. When's the last time you heard your preacher preach in the book of Revelation on the synagogue of Satan? Hmm? When's the last time that happened? I have never heard it, not one single time in my over 40 years now of being a Christian and attending church on a regular basis. Not one single time have I heard a pastor address this, not once. Wow. See, until we do, you know, Putin just said the Jewish oligarchs are fleeing back to Israel out of Russia. He just said it. Now, who are these people, these oligarchs? I listed a lot of them on Wednesday. These are the people that are being used as front people for the Rothschild banking cartel based out of Tel Aviv. These are the people that are basically running the planet. They're put up as front people like Bezos and Bill Gates, Elon Musk. They're given huge amounts of money. They have they may come up with their own unique idea, but in many cases, somebody else has come up with the uni- this unique idea, and they use this person as a front man or a cutout so that everything's not owned by the Rothschild banking cartel. And in essence, what they do is they give these people huge amounts of money, huge lifestyles, huge yachts, huge jets, huge everything in order to do their will for these bankers. Then you see suddenly all of this money is put into foundations or into trusts or whatever, and they're not allowed to do with it as they wish in many cases. And a lot of cases it's given out to other groups of people before they die for these never-ending trusts that go on for millennia, it seems, or for hundreds of years at least, in which this vast fortune of these individuals just pass from one person to another person to another person without being taxed. We see that. Remember when J.P. Morgan died 100 years ago? I mean, I've read about it. He only had, he was only worth a fraction of what they thought he was as far as from a financial standpoint. They thought he was one of the wealthiest men in the world, but he was not. He was basically being used by the Rothschild banking cartel to bring in a Federal Reserve Bank in the United States. And it goes on and on and on and on with all these people. I'm telling you right now, Donald Trump is not a billionaire. Just like Jeffrey Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein is not a billionaire. Now, it may show he has a billion dollars of assets, but he may have five billion dollars worth of debt. And so with the net, the net result's not the same. Look at – he got – Wilbur Ross in 1989 bailed Donald Trump out. Wilbur Ross was working for Rothschild, Inc. I, you can't – look it up. And, and it basically gave Trump a second chance and controlled him now through the finances, through the money, through the loans. All of this stuff is being orchestrated. Zelensky was on his own talk show, but you know he did all kinds of weird, perverted stuff. Oh, that's right. Donald Trump did too. Don't you remember what, he, what, what Bush said? You got to grab them by the uh-huh. That's what Trump said. He had him actually on videotape saying that. These weird, perverted people who are easily compromised and blackmailed are used many, many times. Look at Hunter Biden. Look at look at Joe Biden. How, Joe Biden never won that election. I don't believe that for a second. That was complete fraud. But the reality is they wanted him there. Somebody had to cover up this Ukrainian mess with his laptop and all of these backroom deals. You know, So, guys – do your best to keep your heart and minds in Christ. Talk about talk to Jesus. Pray every single day. Pray like it's all up to God. Work and tell the truth to people like it's all up to you. And continue to get the word out. We're making a difference. People are waking up 
everywhere. Austin, what do you think and what's your next story, bud? Absolutely. And, you know, you made a really valid point. The only way that we start bringing anything back, the only way we start bringing stuff back to Christ is with people discussing things and having dialogues about things and having open discussions. That's right. One of the reasons, one of the main reasons why they have pushed this social justice, politically correct nonsense in everybody's face and now tried to force the entire country to accept it is because they don't want people having open dialogues, regardless of what the topics are. That's right. No open dialogues lead to expanded knowledge and people having new ideas and different things that bring up. Say, oh, well, I didn't think of it that way. That's really interesting. Oh, so you think this is based basically on biblical principles. Well, yeah, this is what I think we need to be doing. Oh, that's, that's a valid point. That's really good. No, 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 no. They don't want you talking about that. This is why, like, Dad brought up the, the topic a couple days ago of the girl that was in the university. And they told her she was not allowed to have any contact with three other students because essentially they got offended when she was having their discussion discussion about biblical principles and basically certain topics. Uh, the, the other students felt triggered, and they were very offended by your discussion of the Bible, so you're not allowed to associate with them. It was nothing short than a, basically a, a de facto restraining order on campus, school-issued restraining order. That's basically what it was if you read the whole article. Well, why is that? Well, because they don't want people talking about that. They don't want people bringing up topics that maybe ruffle feathers but are factual. This is why this anti-grooming bill has gotten so much flack from the perverted community. I talked about it in detail yesterday because they they, individuals that are on the hard left communist perverted side, they want to be able to talk about everything under the sun that is sick and sadistic. They want to talk about everything they want. As sick as perverted is, they want to have open book talking about it. But they do not want any criticism and any dialogue opposing what they're saying because they know as soon as concrete, rational thought, strong-minded, grown adults start questioning them, they have no rebuttal to any of their perversion because there is no rebuttal to it. There is no reason or justification why people should want to go talk to other chil- other people's children about transgender ideology perversion. There's none. There's absolutely zero, zero rebuttal to that, and they know this. So what do they do? They pull the inclusion card. They pull the tolerant card. Oh, you're not being tolerant, Austin. You're not being tolerant of their beliefs. No, I fully understand if that's what their ideas and actions and that's what they want to do in the privacy of their own home. I don't care. I really don't care. It's not my problem. I don't wake up in the morning and think about, I wonder what so-and-so is doing today. Nobody does that. I don't care about what they do. I could care less about anything they do because they're not my problem. Now, it becomes my problem when they do exactly what I just discussed and they start shoving their beliefs and ideas onto me and telling me I have to accept them and I cannot disagree with them and I cannot rebuttal them and I cannot have an argument or conversation with them and I have to simply blindly follow and accept their BS. That is why I have a very, very strong problem with it. And so it goes back to exactly what Dad said. We have to be vocal about topics that we're passionate about and we believe and we're fully convicted on. If you truly know something, you're convicted about it. 
There's no rebuttaling it. You automatically have a defense to it because you truly believe it. That's why they're so scared of people having open dialogue. That is why they're pushing the woke agenda now. They don't want anybody having a rebuttal to anything. They want to shove their media, shove their lies onto everybody, and they don't want anybody having a say. Also, too, in other news, I saw this was very interesting now. As we're seeing this push for digital currency, and Dad brought up a topic a second ago, and I think he, he nailed it on the head. And this is just – this just I'm just – right field on this, bringing up an idea that I was thinking about earlier. He was saying that the same bankers that run the United States and run Europe are more likely running Russia. And I believe – I think the central banks are pretty much ingrained in everything globally. What if we're having this giant conflict, like he just said, between Russia and Ukraine and the United States and all these sanctions to bring about all this turmoil – all this chaos, all this collapse eventually the U.S. dollar, because that's what this is going to lead to. If people haven't picked up on the handwriting on the wall, that's what the, this is going to lead to a complete collapse of the U.S. dollar. They're already talking about the petrodollar being dropped by Russia and China and Saudi Arabia and going basically to gold. They're already talking about that. Once the petrodollar drops, the United States value drops, basically everything goes to hyperinflation here. The U.S. dollar will cease to exist. Then they can roll in. A global world government with a global world currency because why? Well, because there was just too much conflict the way it was before. You know, all these national countries with their nationalistic ideology, that's just – it didn't work, guys. It was an experiment that didn't work. We need to go to a full centralized global government where there is no United States. There is no Russia. There is no Europe. We're one big just happy family because that's what will bring about world peace. And, of course, everybody needs to be disarmed in this world government, this world country, this world unity. And I think that's exactly where they're headed with this. This entire orchestrated, completely and totally erroneous conflict in Ukraine and Russia. And I don't mean erroneous discounting the families that are involved in Ukraine. I'm not saying that. Or the countrymen that are fighting for their country, the women and children that are trying to get out. I'm not saying that at all. So don't try to twist what I'm saying. I'm saying when it comes to the overall platform of the United States, it's completely erroneous when it comes to our behavior, our lives, our business, our nationalistic heritage, except for the fact that they're making it our problem now with the media and the sanctions. Other than that, you wouldn't have heard a word about it. You know how many conflicts and wars go on? Yemen's been going on for almost a decade. They've had another airstrike in Yemen that killed 93 civilians last week. Remember hearing about that on CNN? Telling you to get mad about that? Oh, no, that's, I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's interesting. You didn't hear anything about that. Well, that's because they didn't want you to hear anything about it because it doesn't push the narrative. They're pushing in the social welfare state. That was one of the giant plans with COVID. This is why I try to tell people, do the best you can to stay self-sufficient. They want to make people so that they rely completely and solely on the government. I saw an article the other day. And I'll post on the website. And it was so bizarre to me. And it made it click, though. When I After I read it, I said, imagine that. It's from CNN Business. So understand where this is coming from right now. CNN Business. This is the title from Mark Wolf. Soaring gas prices are hurting Americans. It's time for more stimulus checks. Wait, whoa, wait, wait, a, wait a minute. Whoa, what? Gas prices are going up because we stopped national production we stopped the pipeline we stopped fracking and then we're also banning all russian oil which is the main oil producer that we get oil from now and um 
that we need to start doing stimulus checks now. People need more money. And it goes on to say here very blatantly that people are feeling the price at the pump, and the administration needs to ask Congress to authorize payments of $1,100 per household per month to handle the rising price of inflation. Now, obviously, this clown doesn't understand the concept of inflation and what happens when you print more free money. Now, that being said, the best thing that could be done for the United States, if we're all on the same page, is that we start getting all, all of our income tax back that we paid for. Why are we paying over, what, $1.2, $1.3 trillion in income tax when they're writing bills and budgetary expenses in excess of four, five, six trillion dollars as we saw during COVID. Our income tax that we're paying in is completely and totally erroneous in the grand scheme of things. If we're just starting a printing press up and we're just eating debt and printing fiat currency, income tax is erroneous at this point. It's not even doing anything if we can just keep printing money and giving it away. So that though, ah, see that concept would completely change the narrative. That concept would open a lot of people's eyes on why income tax is not only unconstitutional and illegal, federal income tax, state tax is different. There's constitutional amendments that were put together to allow states basically to increase revenue to cover costs. But the IRS-based federal income tax, completely and totally illegal on every level. That's why Congress originally did it at 1% when they ratified it and handed the books over basically the Internal Revenue Service and the Federal Reserve Bank because they didn't want to get a bunch of flack from it. It's 1% across the board. And if it was still like that, it eh, wouldn't be that big of a deal. But now they've got this tier system where I mean, it goes all the way up basically to infinity on top of Social Security, on top of Medicaid, on top of all these other expenditures. Then you stack on state sales tax like in California, you can get up to 60 plus 70% income tax total. You're paying in. All the stuff added on top. And then you got to pay sales tax on everything you buy after you pay all your taxes in. It's designed to be a racket. It's designed to absorb as much cash flow as they can out of the country, and then they print themselves more money. So when I saw this article about people need more stimulus checks, I just started laughing. And I said, golly, they're pushing the, the welfare narrative as hard as they can right now, and they're probably going to do that next. They're going to say, to fight inflation, we're going to start giving more money away. Wait, 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 what? Why don't you just hand us our money back that's already been printed that you already paid for or we already paid for? Because it would mess up the narrative. That's why you have to continue to realize what's going on. Now, that's a whole other topic for another day as far as when it comes to income tax. But I wanted to bring that article up because I found it so almost laughable on the sense of what they're trying to constantly do to make people think that – we need to be in this welfare platform, and what it does is it's designed to make people not self-sufficient. You know, I think I saw an article the other day, and it was saying that in like 1945 or 1950, like 70% of Americans grew some, tor some type of food in their yard. Like they had some type of food, whether it was avocados, whether it was fruit, whether it was vegetables, they grew some type of fruit. It was like 70%. Like three out, almost three out of four Americans had some type of food growing in their yard. They said now, actual people that are just living in regular households, it's like 0.2%. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we're at right now. That's what's happened in 70 years. Nobody wants to be self-sufficient for anything. That's why I've gotten – everybody's been stacking up food buckets again. You know, they – Sitting around, and all center by calls me like, "Do I need more? I need more." I'm like, "Well, get what you need. If you need them, you need them. If you don't, you don't." I said, "But quite frankly, at the end of the day, 
I think one of the main tools that they're going to use in order to get people to comply, I think it's going to be food. Why do I say that? Because all you have to do is look at history to figure out why and what they do and when they do certain things. And it's been very, very clear, very candidly clear that tyrannical regimes always use food as a way of compliance with their basically their populace. And in most cases, what they do, they use food as a tool in order to get people to comply with more authoritative measures, to turn in their firearms, to comply with more restrictions and more lock. Because here, hey, we're, you need to turn in your firearms because we're going to protect you. We're going to give you three hot meals a day, but we're going to protect you and save you. Remember what they did during COVID? You need to stay at home and shut down your business because it's for your protection. We're, we're, we're arresting you while you paddleboard by yourself out in the ocean right now. We're arresting you for your protection. Oh, that's right. If you wear a mask, or we're going to shoot you in the face with rubber bullets. For, it's for your protection, man. you got to understand, I'm doing this to protect you. I care about you, so if you don't put your mask on, I'm going to shoot you in the face. Oh, we're protecting the children at the Waco compound. That's why we burnt them down and tear gassed them and lit the place on fire. And we killed 76 women and children. It was to protect them, guys. You have to understand that. And that's why we blew Randy Weaver's wife's head off while she was holding her child. It was to protect them. you got to remember that, guys. And obviously everything I said, I'm being blatantly sarcastic. Once you realize the truth, once you realize the lies you start seeing a very clear picture of what they're doing. And that's why I am so vocal. That's why I'm so outspoken about a lot of this stuff. Because if nobody's going to be outspoken about it, who's going to do it? It's like Jim Rohn said. If you're waiting for somebody to show up and motivate you, what happens when they don't show up? Well, they got a plan B, right? That's why I always love having a workout partner to train with on a regular basis because it helps motivate you some. But... There have been many of times, many years of times, when I didn't have a workout partner. Somebody quit or somebody left town or somebody moved away, and I trained by myself, still trained by myself before. Now I have a workout partner again that I've been training with, and he may move away or do something different. You know what? I'll still be working out. I'll still be training. Why? Because it's my job to motivate myself. It's my job to keep pushing me going. It's my job to take care of my family and protect my children, protect my family. It's my job. People have to remember that concept. You have to own it. It's your job to be an American. It's your job to stand up for freedom. This may be a fight that ends up getting absolutely horrific, but at the end of the day, it's your job. It's your requirement and it's your duty, and it's our job to continue to speak the truth out. So I commend and encourage everybody that's doing this together with us and all the other real, true alternative media platforms that are out there doing this, all of our listeners and customers that are out there constantly on the line getting the truth out there. My hat goes off to you. I encourage you because we're all in this together. As I told you, and I tried to encourage you through the two years that we saw with this COVID pandemic, I said, continue to stand up for freedom. And a lot of the stuff I said at the very beginning came out to be very, very true. Sadly enough, I didn't want it to be. Almost everything I said at the beginning, I said, this is what's going to happen. Everybody keeps complying with this and standing on their little six-foot platform and wearing their mask and shutting down their business and refusing to stand up like a grown adult. They're going to tell you eventually you're going to be forced to take a shot. And boy, did they ever do it. All the way to signing a law to push OSHA with some obscure back 1986 law to allow them to come in at every business and try to enforce every business to inject kill shots in order for people to get a job. 
and you guys already know the truth about what's been going on with the RNA injections. We've talked about that in detail. I'm not going to get into that today because we don't have time. So again, once you start seeing the picture and you start seeing history repeat itself, you start understanding what's being done, how it's being done, and the best you can to get the truth out there. There's nothing that we can be directly involved in right now as far as with Russia and Ukraine. That's what's so stupid about the mainstream media. But it wasn't designed for us to be involved in it. It was designed to lie and convince the general population that we need to support it and we need to give it more money. Remember what I told you guys yesterday with Hungarian dialectic? Problem, reaction, solution. They do this very, very well, and once you realize it, it makes it that much easier to see it and wake other people up. So we stop supporting it, and people stop going along and putting stupid banners up on their computers and wearing hats and T-shirts. I support Ukraine. How about you support the United States? No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's nationalistic, neo-Nazi, racist, skinhead speech. You can't talk about that. What do you think Ukraine's full of? My friends, wake up to the truth and get it out there. Thank you so much for your support. I'll be on the Hagman Show tonight. Got a lot more stuff lined up for our show. If you guys need anything, got more iodine in stock on the front page. Got the purple sticks in stock, three-pack special on sale right now, and product of the week, the Testo Plus. Support healthy testosterone levels on sale, product of the week. Be sure to check it out, healthmasters.com. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome weekend. I'll talk to you all tonight on the Hagman Show, and I'll talk to you again back on this show on Monday. Y'all take care. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.